Welcome to a life-transforming experience with the Word of God from Bishop Napoleon Asian. Napoleon Asian is a son of Bishop Dag Heward Mills and the head of the LCI mission in Cape Town, South Africa. With about 20 years experience in ministry, Bishop Napoleon Asian has been actively involved with the work of God in Ghana, UK, and now a missionary in South Africa. He stands with his father in the ministry, teaching and emphasizing his word with extraordinary grace and faith. Join us now as he delivers the word of God under the anointing. Yes, yes, he's here. 
Welcome his presence. Heal our bodies, Lord. Touch our minds. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Deliver us. Your voice and sing, say it, do something new. Do something new, new in my life. Oh, yes, Lord. Something May I have a new revelation of you, of your love. Oh, yes, of who you are, of your mercies, of your grace. Oh, yes, Lord. Do something new. I can be the same. I come to you, Lord. I have come to Zion. Oh yes, I've come to Mount Zion in the company of uncountable. Oh, Kaya Baraba angels, Lord, touch us, heal us. Something new. Something new in my life. Oh yes, you are in the church of the firstborn, Jesus Christ. The one who died and rose again triumphantly on the third day. The spirit of just men made perfect. Oh yes, the company of angels. Ah, the church of the firstborn. Oh, this is our prayer this morning, Lord. This is our prayer, our request this morning. Send forth your spirit. Somebody lift your hand. Lift your hand and receive the Holy Spirit of God. Hey, let him breathe a, a new breath over your life. Let him touch you. Heal your disease and perfect that what concerns you. Somebody receive the Holy Spirit. He's here. He's here. He's fallen on you. Everywhere. Receive the Holy Ghost. Receive the Holy Ghost. Receive the Holy Ghost. Let it come over you. At the back. Be healed. Be touched. Yes, Lord. The Holy Spirit comes over you. He changes your life. He perfects and will consent you. Oh, yes. Feel his embrace. Father, we thank you. We give you all the glory. We say, let your will be done this morning, Lord. Heal our bodies. Those who came with confusion, let them go with the soundness of mind. Those who have incurable diseases, 
touch and perfect it Lord those who cannot see let them see now rushes on the bodies of people let them be healed oh yes oh yes oh yes those who have not seen let them see oh may we fill your embrace touch us Lord Lord, we thank you. We bless you. We give you glory. In Jesus' name. And all the saints shall shout and say, Amen. Hallelujah. Somebody put your hands together and give the Lord a shout. Please be seated in heavenly places. Hallelujah. Are you here? Well, we thank God for the opportunity to be alive and to be part of the living. Amen. We don't take it for granted. It is his mercies and grace that has prevailed for us to be here. Many things are trying to take us away and take us off the scene. Whether you know it or not, that is the truth. But God has a reason to keep us. Hallelujah. And I say always that anytime you, you, you find yourself awake and not yet dead, it means God has something for you to accomplish. It means God has not finished with you. It means you have not finished your assignment. There's a reason why God has kept us here. Amen. And that reason will be fulfilled in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Well, uh, last week we made a detour and we preached about Anna. Is that not it? Yeah. But today we are going back to our uh, topic the series that we've been doing. I've been teaching and sharing about the Apostles' Creed. Hallelujah. We've been talking about the Apostles' Creed as part of our confession. Bible says that we should hold fast our confession. Is that not it? Okay. So we want to go back to our foundational scripture, read it, and we will continue. But today we are going to talk about the article number eight. And as I believe in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Somebody say, I believe in the Holy Ghost. So what is the Apostles' Creed? The Apostles' Creed is the summary. It's the summary of the Christian faith. What we believe in as Christians. Not only this church, but as the body of Christ. As the body of Christ. When we talk about the body of Christ, we are talking about all the churches that use the Bible and believe in God the Father Almighty, the maker of heaven and earth. Hallelujah. Yes. So what do we believe in as a church? It is easy for people to come to church and go and may not even understand what we believe in because every day we are preaching something different and Different pastors are preaching different subjects and different topics. So if you don't take time, you will not know the full scope or the syllabi. What do we need to cover? Are you here? So the Apostles' Creed. Apostles' Creed is one of the confessions. It's one of the things that we need to know. Amen. 
Okay, so we spoke about different confessions that you can confess your sins for forgiveness when you are a believer. And you can confess Jesus Christ to be born again and you can confess your faults one to the other for healing. Many Christians don't know and don't understand why when they confess their sins, still sometimes they, they, they don't feel the presence of God. You can genuinely confess your sins before God for forgiveness, but you may not be healed from whatever you have wronged somebody about. Healing comes from confessing your faults one to the other. In James chapter 5, I think the 16, Bible says, if you confess your faults one to another, you will be healed. Then he continued to say that the effectual fervent prayer of the righteous availed much. So in other words, even for the prayer to work, it, the healing must take place. Is that not it? Confess your fault one to another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of the righteous availed much. So your prayer must achieve a lot. But the reason why your prayer is not effective, is not achieving a lot, is because you may have been forgiven by God, but somebody is holding a grudge against you. Healing comes when you confess your fault to one another. If you have wronged somebody, just make peace. Hallelujah. And healing will come. Then we came to the confession of our faith. The confession, we need to know what we believe in. So what we believe in, the summary is what we call the Apostles' Creed. And we've been doing it. And it's also called the, uh, the 12 articles of the faith. Okay, there were 12 apostles. Not disciples. There were 12 apostles. And we also have 12 articles of the faith. One for each one. <laughs> Are you here? So we want to uh, recite what we believe in as the body of Christ. We want to say it. Just like how people say the Lord's Prayer. It has a deeper meaning than just saying, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on it. It's okay when you recite it, it's powerful, but each one, each statement is also loaded. Each statement has deeper meaning that when you take your time and you read and you understand, it will do you a lot of good. It's so also with the Apostles' Creed. Okay, so uh, we've been doing it for some time. If you've not been here, don't worry. Uh, you can join and learn and I believe your life will be blessed. So let's go. One go. The Apostles' Creed. One go. I believe the Father Almighty, the maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day, he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and seated on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence you shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, in the Holy Catholic Church, 
in the communion of the saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Put your hands together for yourself. Look, I don't want to say it, but I could see some few people saying it just here and here. The rest, I think that we will have to do uh, remedial research. Hallelujah. So it's very important for us to know what we believe in. Amen. And I, like we started, I said that when we say I believe in God the Father Almighty, what we are saying is that God is not just a maker of heaven and earth. Do you understand? It's not just an eternal creature. He's also a father. So some people, God created them. Some people have God. But when you get born again, you have a father. Are you here? That is why when you read that scripture that Jesus spoke about, I believe in uh, Luke chapter, is it 11, 13? It talks about if you being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more will your heavenly father give the Holy Ghost to them who, how much more will your heavenly, will your heavenly, not how much more will your God. Everybody has a God. God created all of us. But till you are born again, till you receive him, you are not a son of God and you are not a daughter of God. That is what the Bible says. As many as receive him, John chapter 1, verse number 12, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even as many as believe on his name. Hallelujah. So to become a son or daughter, it depends on us. Are you here? And in Romans chapter 8, verse number 14, the Bible says, as many as are led by the Holy Ghost. They are the sons of God. So to be a son of God and to be a daughter of God, it's not just that because you, everybody is God's creation. God has created us all. So some people have God and others have a father. That is why the first one said that I believe in God, the Father Almighty, the creator of heaven and earth. So some people, they are just God's creation. Are you here? Then we come to article number two. In Jesus Christ, his only son, our Lord. Okay? Then it continues. I don't have time. If you want to go through all, our time is very fast spent. We have all the series. Get it, and I believe your life will not be the same. Amen. So today we are talking about, I believe in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Oh, may you believe in the Holy Ghost. I said, I believe in the Holy Ghost. And it's one of the foundations that you need to understand and you need to believe it. In fact, if you don't believe in the Holy Ghost, what are you doing here? He is the reason why you are born again. He is the one in charge of this dispensation. He is the one on duty. Hallelujah. I said the Holy Ghost is the one on duty. That is why we have the New Testament and we have the Old Testament and we have the Acts of the Apostles. Are you here? Yeah. The act of the apostles is actually the act of the Holy Ghost. The apostles did not do those things by their own power. It was the act of the Holy Ghost, the expression of the Holy Ghost. 
So when you look at Acts, you know, all the Bible, when you read it, you see that the end, it ends and they will say amen, amen. But when you read the last page of the Acts, there's no amen because we are supposed to continue manifesting the power, the acts of the Holy Ghost continue with us. Hallelujah! That is why we continue to heal, we continue to deliver. When was it? Just before I came to the the pulpit, somebody I I, I don't know, he said her sister gave her my number. She has been diagnosed with ovarian cancer or whatever. She was going for the operation. That was last week. So the sister gave the number. I'm talking about the acts of the Holy Ghost. I said, I'm talking about the acts of the Holy Ghost. So the sister sent the number to her. She sent me uh, 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 a message. Then I said, I will call you. So I called and she explained. She said, I've been diagnosed. I need to ovarian cancer. I said, don't worry. I'm going to pray for you. And I'll be surprised. If you are not healed, I will be very surprised. Hallelujah! There is no distance in the spirit. The person was far away in Joburg. I was sitting somewhere in Cape Town. Then I told her, get a glass of water. Yeah. Then I prayed for her. That was last week. This morning, she sent a message. It says... I wish I can read it. Good morning, Pastor. I would like to thank you for touching my life with your prayers. I also appreciate my little sister for connecting me to you. Then it continues. He said, she went to go and it's gone. Hallelujah. (laughs) Then Then she said something. I would like to plant a seed in the form of offering to the church. Can I also kindly send you, can you also send me the banking details so that I can be able to put my tithe there? I don't know for, you you see, uh, Holy Ghost, the acts of the Holy Ghost. It's not finished. We We are the continuation. Be healed in the name of Jesus. Whatever doctors call incurable disease. I said, whatever is called incurable disease, I cure it in the name of Jesus. I said, be healed. Is it cancer? Be healed. Is it diabetes? Be healed. Is it asthma? Be healed. Whatever it is, be healed of it. In the name of Jesus, I correct your vision. I said, I correct it now. In the name of Jesus. Any pain you are having in your body, let it be corrected. Amen. You came to church with rashes, skin diseases. It goes away now in the name of Jesus. Amen. Nothing remains at the word, at the word of God. In the name of Jesus. Amen. By the Holy Ghost, the dead are brought to life. What is impossible with men is possible with God. Amen. I said what is impossible with men is possible with God. I believe in God the Father Almighty. I also believe in His Son. And I also believe in the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. In John chapter, first John chapter 5, verse number 7, the Bible said there are three that bear record in heaven. 
the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost. And these three are one. Where is it that there are angels in heaven, but only three bear record? Because everybody in heaven, including the archangel Michael and Gabriel and Lucifer, who has become a Satan, all of them were created. That is why the day he said that I will, I will lift my throne, I will fight the father. The Bible says that, and he had forgotten that you were set so, you were made so, you were made. Everything in heaven were made. Only the Father, the Word, and the Holy Spirit. This were not made. That is why we say God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. When you read Matthew chapter 28, the very final verses, when Jesus said, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel. He that believe and is baptized shall be saved. He said, and teaching the baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit or of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. So you need to understand that the Holy Spirit is God. The Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost is not a wind. It's not air. It's not something. Like some people will say something or tell me. <laughs> Can you go to the verse number 19? Yeah. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. These are the three, the three in one, like the song our sister sang. Hallelujah. So when we talk about the Holy Spirit, we are talking about the third person in Godhead. We are talking about the power of God. We are talking about the emotion of God. We are talking about the feeling of God. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit is totally a different personality from God the Father and from God the Son. That is why if you don't learn about him, you can grieve him. He's a person. It's a person with his own personality. He has his own will. It's not like a guy that when you don't invite him to your wedding, he will come and get crushed. No. The Holy Spirit, if you don't invite him, he will let you be. If you blaspheme the Holy Spirit, the Bible says, Jesus said it in Mark. He said you can blaspheme the Son and the Father it will be forgiven. But when you blaspheme the Holy Spirit, it will not be forgiven you in this world or in the world to come. Hallelujah. Are you here? So it's very important for us to understand that the Holy Spirit is uh, the, the, the power of God. He is the one who actually manifests. When God speaks to you, you hear it in the voice of the Holy Ghost. Jesus is the administrator of all that God does. Are you getting it? Yeah, like a company. The company may have the owner, but the owner will employ a managing director to act on behalf. Do you understand? The managing director is responsible for the operation of the company. Is that not it? And whatever the owner wants to do, he will tell the managing, yeah, and the managing director will have managers who will actually execute what they want to do. So that is how it is. The Father, when we say God, normally we are referring to God the Father. But when he is operating, whatever God has is operated by the Son. 
and the manifestation, the physical manifestation is done by the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Are you here? Yeah. So they are, that's why God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, they are one. That's why when the Bible said that we were created in the image of God, you also have a spirit, you have a soul, and you live in body. And these three are one. Is that not it? And you notice that the part of you, even if somebody, some of you, if somebody slapped you, it would be easy for you to forgive the person. But a certain kind of insult, that's why somebody can say something to you and you begin to cry. Have you been there before? Yeah. That you hit your leg against something, you don't cry. But somebody say a word, then your mood changes. Another word can also let you smile. <laughs> Another word can make you happy. Why? Because the part of you that is responsible for this, your mood, is your soul. It's your soul. Are you here? It's your soul. And the soul can be compared to the Holy Spirit. That's why the Bible says, don't grieve the Holy Spirit. Very sensitive. Very sensitive. He has a feeling he is supposed to be welcomed. You invite him, he will come. You don't invite him, he sit and watch you. Some of you, somebody walks by, passes by you and go and knock a door. You look at the person and you tell yourself that, yeah, it's up to you. You know that the person is not the bad because the person did not greet you or ask you. you your soul, your emotions are different. Do you understand? Yeah. And the spirit don't feel. The spirit don't feel. The spirit is the actual you. It's the soul that gives feeling or expression to the spirit and to the body. That is why the Bible says the body without the spirit is dead. Hallelujah. Not the body without the soul. The body without the spirit is dead. But the soul allows the spirit and the body to feel. Amen. Are you here? Yeah. So it's important to understand who the Holy Spirit is. And you know that the Old Testament, is, which was God the Father moving with uh, Abraham, moving with Moses and all that. Then in the New Testament, God the Son manifested, born of the Virgin Mary. Hallelujah. Good. Then in our dispensation is God the Holy Spirit. So it is almost... Like, I mean, I can't understand why you will be in this dispensation and not have the Holy Spirit. If you don't have the Holy Spirit in this dispensation, you need to be crying. You need to be worried. Because when Jesus was living, all the apostles, they began to cry. Because the one who was making things possible is going away. It's just like you being here and not having the Holy Spirit. Turn your Bible with me to John chapter 15. I'm trying. John chapter 15. Let's read verse number 26. Is John chapter 15 in your Bible? All right. Okay. We'll learn quickly and
15:26. Are you there? Bible said, but when the comforter is come, whom I will send unto you from the Father, even the spirit of truth, which proceeded from the Father, he shall testify of me. Hallelujah. So this is Jesus speaking. He said, when the comforter, another name for the Holy Spirit is the comforter. Now, when you look into the Bible, you begin to know somebody by even the names. When you look at God the Father, he had a lot of name. When he walked among uh, us in the Old Testament, he was called Jehovah. How many remember? And when we speak about Jehovah, he had a lot of name. A lot of name. Jehovah Nisi, Jehovah Shama, uh-huh, Adonai, Elohim, Jairah, uh-huh, Shalom, Shikenu. You can see, the person has a name because every role he performs, he introduces himself. Hallelujah. Then comes the son. Jesus came. And he also had a lot of names. What, what are some of the names? Son of man, son of God, king of kings, land, lion of the tribe of Judah. Uh-huh. The rose of Sharon. Uh-huh. The lily of the valley. Yes, continue. Bread of life. Uh huh. So you can see that, look, this person also has a lot of name. Then we come to the Holy Spirit. Also has a lot of name. It's called the Spirit of Christ, the Spirit of the Son, the Spirit of God, the Spirit of Adoption, the what? The Spirit at the Advocate, the Spirit of Wisdom, the Spirit of Knowledge. The spirit of understanding, the helper, the comforter, the teacher, the spirit of wisdom, the spirit of truth. You can say that these guys, they like guy names. They, it's like they, they actually like guy names. Hallelujah. And they talk alike. In the garden, when the father was moving, he said, let there be light. And there was light. Do you remember? When the son came, he said, Receive your sight. Lazarus, arise. The, the way they talk, they talk similar. Hallelujah. Are you here? Yeah. And when the son was gone and the Holy Spirit was with the apostles, Bible says once they were entering into a beautiful church with a guy who had an ugly legs and could not walk, they looked at him and said, rise up and walk. Ha. Hey, the guys, they talk the same. You see, sometimes you know somebody when he begins, you have not seen the person, but when you hear the person talking, say that ah, this is the person. Or you hear the person's laughter. <laughs> or here, 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 here. Then you know that, ah, this is it. It's Yabonga. I see how he's laughing. How many understand? So when we see the operations of the Holy Ghost, Hallelujah. How can somebody in Jobek be healed of a condition like that? It's only the Holy Spirit. It's only the Holy Spirit. Because he's God. He does his things in a certain way. Hallelujah. So we learn about all these things. Go to uh, John chapter 16. John chapter 16, quickly. There's a lot to learn about the Holy Spirit. I don't know whether we'll have time, but we'll, we'll believe God. John chapter 
16. I'm reading from verse number 7. Bible says, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is expedient for you that I go away. For if I go not away, the comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. Are you there? And when he is come, he will reprove the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. So this is the three operations of the Holy Spirit. He reproves of what? Sin. So anytime somebody is waddling and waddling in sin and he doesn't feel anything, it means the Holy Spirit is not with the person. When you become conscious of sin, no, this I cannot do that, then it means the Holy Spirit is with you. But when the Holy Spirit is not with you, oh, you enjoy sin. How many, I mean, not you, you know somebody who used to enjoy sin. Hello? Oh, please, I know, not you. You know somebody who used to enjoy sin. Yeah. When he's doing a bad thing, he, he will rather even be bragging about it. Are you here? Yeah. But that same person gets born again. And you notice that he begins to cry over the things that he used to enjoy. He begins to feel sad. Oh, Lord, forgive me. I did not know why I did all these things. It means the Holy Spirit has come to be with you. Verse number 8, Bible says, And when he is come, he will reprove the world of sin, of judgment, or of righteousness. In other words, it will also lead you to do the right things, and of judgment. The Holy Spirit will also help. Judgment actually means decisions. Do you understand? Judge. You are taking decisions. Without the Holy Spirit, you wouldn't know what to do, or whatever you will be doing. It will be like, try your luck. Wrong, right, wrong. It's like... But when you have the Holy Spirit, he will guide you into all truth. Of sin because they believe not in me. Of righteousness because I go to my Father and ye see me no more. Eleven, of judgment because the prince of the world is judged. Twelve, I have yet many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. How be it? That's number 13. When the spirit of truth is come, he will guide you into all truth. He shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. Hallelujah. So a good Christian doesn't need a sangoma. A good Christian doesn't need the horoscope. Let the star be your guide. Bible said the Holy Spirit will show you things to come. In fact, if you bring a sangoma, I can tell him what will happen to him. Oh, yes. Because I know what to come. I know what to come. Yesterday we were having titles in Crete, and I had a fantastic experience. Sometimes they will call somebody into the race, and when he said that, I begin to see about them. When you have the Holy Spirit, oh, you don't need an amulet. You don't need a talisman. You don't need a ring. That when the ring bends you, then you tell the taxi driver, stop. I will get you, uh, down here. You know, those things, they are the manifestation of poverty. It means you will never be in a plane. Because by your ring, it's like wherever you'll be going, it's taxes that you will have to use. When you are in the air and the ring bends you, then you, you, you will tell the pilot that it should stop for you to get down. 
you notice that it doesn't work. Yes, it will work for those who believe it over here. But if you want something that will show you things to come in the future, 10 years from now, 20 years from now, 15 years from now, you need the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. That is why people without the Holy Spirit, they see a guy with a mustache and with a borrowed BMW. And they fall in love with that guy. They see a guy who does not have a future. A guy who is going nowhere is actually a parked car. It's a, it's a, it's a, a stationary car. It's not going anywhere. He has borrowed his friend's car to come and pass by. Then you fall in love because you don't have the Holy Spirit. But when you have the Holy Spirit, you will see a brother whose trousers is tricotis. It joins with the socks to be a com- complete. You see a brother who doesn't know how to walk. A brother who walks like it's about to fall. But the Holy Spirit will tell you that he has a future. Hey! The future of this guy is bright. Hallelujah. And the Holy Spirit will lead you and show you things to come. You see a sister who is going nowhere, but because you don't have the Holy Spirit, you just fall in love. But when you have the Holy Spirit, it will tell you things to come. Hallelujah. May the Holy Spirit be in our lives. Are you here? I believe in the Holy Ghost. The Holy Spirit dwells in a Christian. Are you here? The Holy Spirit dwells in a Christian. And the Holy Spirit is not something that is optional. In Romans chapter 8, verse number 9, the Bible says that if you don't have the Holy Spirit, you are none of Christ. So if you belong to God, you belong to Christ, then the Holy Spirit is a mass. Are you here? Yeah. And Jesus himself said it. He said there are signs that will follow those who believe. There are signs that follow those who believe. He said they will lay hands on the sick, they will recover. They will speak with new tongues. They will prophesy. They will do different things. Are you here? And it said in Acts chapter 1 verse number 8, it said you will receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you. So the Holy Spirit is the power of God. That is why when he was living, he told the apostles that don't go out there. There is Satan, there are demons, there are evil spirits. So go and wait for the Holy Spirit. Go and wait for the Holy the power. In Luke chapter 10, verse number 19, he said, Behold, I will give you what? Power. I give you power against all the powers of the enemy. You shall tread upon the serpent, over the scorpions, and over all the powers of the enemy. And nothing shall be able to hurt you. By no means hurt you. So there are evil spirits. And that's why the Holy Spirit power is needed in the life of a Christian. A Christian who has not received the Holy Spirit is powerless Christian. A Christian who don't have, okay, the Holy Ghost manifesting in his life, cooperating with him or her, is, is weak. You are weakling because without the Holy Spirit, the power of God is not resident in you. That is why even Jesus, Bible says after the baptism, in Luke chapter 3, when you read from 21, 22, 
Bible says it came to pass that Jesus also, when he was being baptized and praying, the heavens opened and the Holy Ghost came upon him in a bodily form. Hallelujah. And after that, the Holy Spirit led him into the wilderness to pray for 40 days and 40 nights. And Bible says he returned in the power of the Holy Ghost. I see you returning in the power of the Holy Ghost. I see the Holy Ghost power residing in your life in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Why did Jesus say, if my word abide in you, if you abide in me and my word abide in you, I and my father will come and will make our abode in you. He left out the Holy Spirit because to him, you should have the Holy Spirit with you. Yeah, he expects you to have the Holy Spirit. A Christian without the Holy Spirit, you have not started. May the Holy Spirit be in your life. It, it, the Holy Spirit give expression to your Christian life. It will color your life. The joy or depression will go away. Diseases will move away. There is nothing that in, is in your life that God cannot change by his power. All your troubles, all your worries will be solved by the reason of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. It's the power of God. The Holy Spirit dwells in a believer. And I see the Spirit dwelling in you. In 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse number 16, the Bible says, Know ye not that ye are the temple of God, and that the Spirit of God dwelleth in you? So the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, is not an amulet. It's not a water. Okay? It's not something that somebody will give you. No, it's that he will dwell in us. May his dwelling be in you. And who gives the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit is given only by Jesus. In John chapter, uh, Matthew chapter 3 verse 11, John the Baptist said, He said, I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance, but he that cometh after me and is mightier than I, whose shoes I'm not worthy to bear, he shall baptize you with Holy Ghost and with fire. Hallelujah. May the fire of the Holy Ghost be in you. I say, may the fire of the Holy Ghost be in you. The, you see, you may be a phlegmatic or a sanguine, choleric or melancholic, but when the Holy Spirit comes to be on you, people will, find, will think that you are even a choleric. Meanwhile, you are phlegmatic. Because he said he will baptize you with the Holy Ghost and fire. There is no fire that comes upon people and they are not able to fire. You cannot be baptized with fire and be slow. Have you seen somebody who has taken a fire and slow? No, when you take fire, you, you move a certain way. <laughs> you cannot take fire and zeal. The fire talks about zeal. You cannot have the Holy Ghost fire and it's like you are dry. There's no zeal. No, there will be zeal. I see the fire of the Holy Ghost coming over you. There are emblems and tokens of the Holy Spirit. One is fire. Another one is water. Water means refreshing. Hallelujah. Yeah, so when we use these emblems, people think that, oh, the Holy Spirit is water. Or the Holy Spirit is fire. No, it's a person. But it's like when he manifests, he manifests in a way that you will understand. I see the manifestation of the Holy Spirit in your life. In 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 7, 
Bible says the manifestation of the Spirit is given to everyone to profit with all. I see the Holy Spirit expressing Himself in your life to benefit and to profit all the people who are around you. We hope you've been blessed by the Word of God. Please worship with us every Sunday at 10 a.m. at LCI Megachurch, Lewisham Way, 79 Parklands Main Road, Cape Town, South Africa.